You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to the Boss Hogger Liberty Podcast on the We're Libertarians Network. This is episode number 79 of Essentially Indian's Favorite Podcast. I'm Jeremiah Morrill, and I'm joined today by our co-host, Dakota Davis. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different than what you're used to. Today we actually have two guests, and uh, they're going to swap seats uh, about halfway through. And uh, The flying lead change. Yes. We say that in Horse and Pony, when you switch, switch halfway through. The, f- huh. the flying what change? The flying lead change. Lead change. I, yes. sl- I thought you said leaf. No. <laughs> Very confused. Well, and also, we are uh, we are having the triumphant return of your wife. This is yeah. the first time as wife, yeah. as a as Sarah Morrill, co-hosting an episode. No longer the lovely Sarah Potter. No nope. more. No more. Now it's just Sarah Morrill. Just Sarah Morrill. <laughs> Sad day. Much, much less exciting. <laughs> much less exciting. So today, we are going to be talking with Nan Polk about uh, the League of Women Voters. Did I say your last name right? Absolutely. Okay, cool. And we are will also be talking to uh, Mrs. Kathy Hamilton. Uh, it's Dr. Kathy Hamilton. Dr. Kathy Hamilton? Dr. Kathy. Man. In case you have a, a I some sort of a medical emergency, that's well, not the kind of doctor she is, so don't <laughs> don't get your hopes up, but it is Dr. Kathy. <laughs> do you she's, at least know CPR? She's off, she's off camera. Nan <laughs> okay, knows. Good. We're covered. <laughs> now Nan can't leave halfway through because she no, knows CPR. Right. Yeah. I was certified once. Well, no, twice. But doctor, actually, I've been expired for twenty years. So <laughs> I'd have to watch you gasp. But I don't, I man. Don't, it's I don't like riding a, a bike. I don't need a licensed <laughs> CPR person. As long, as long as you think you're good, that's better than me. All right, Kathy Ham, Doctor Kathy Hamilton will be coming on uh, after Nan, and she will be talking to us about the Henry County Expo Center. Anywhere you go in Henry County, there's a lot of uh, a lot of rumors going around about the Expo Center, and Kathy is here to put them all to bed. So. That's a, that's a good conversation. Show. So this show is about our lives in rural Indiana. As always, we promise our episodes are going to be a fun and an easy listen, even if our guests are terrified of what we're going to say. We promise that we're going to make it fun and an easy <laughs> listen, man. Oh, so Dakota, you uh, you just come over here. I, last night I had a Forge Association meeting, so I sat through a two hour meeting and, and I left early because uh, I was just I, it was all I could do. Uh, I've been, I started my day and I drove to Ohio for lunch and I came back and I did like 500 miles in a two hour 4-H meeting and then I had to go home and work some more. So I was like, ah, <laughs> but I, I drive by, I park in the, our, our new studio down here is a half block away from the courthouse and I, the parking lot I'm in, I could looked over and I saw your truck and you were, you were just putting in some overtime. Yeah, that's right. Uh, actually, I think that I, I might have been here every day since the last episode. Really? Except for maybe Saturday. Does Audrey miss you? Now, I think, who knows at this point. Uh, today she had to work overtime, and I didn't, so she wasn't even home whenever I left. It was, it's been a wild ride, but uh, <laughs> I've been working on the studio trying to get, uh, trying to get it, the soundproofing up, and uh, I came in today after doing all the soundproofing yesterday, and all of it had fallen down from between yesterday and today. 
Yeah. Is the blanket up there soundproofing? Is that yes. what you were doing? Okay, just yeah. to make sure. There, there is a blanket on the ceiling. We appreciate you pointing that out. It's off camera. But now the secret's <laughs> out, Nan. Uh, there... <laughs> I'm not an audio engineer. Yeah. No, basically, we we moved from a 10-foot by 12-foot spare bedroom that had room. We couldn't even open the door to get out. If, if Dakota, has, Dakota has the bladder of like a six-month-old where he has, mm-hmm. he'll have to get up and leave two or three times during the show. That is not true. Uh, yeah, it's true. And uh, now we've got room to move around, but we're in this big brick room, and the sound is not ideal, so it's not, it kind of sounds like a cave. Yep. Or a cavern. So There's going to be another blanket over there. We're efforting. Just we're you wait, man. Just, Just you wait. You we're we're still moving two in. blankets. <laughs> <laughs> but yesterday, yes, I was over here. I uh, the Our syndicator, Chris Spangle on the We Are Libertarians uh, big page, um, he has been on vacation. Vacation in quotes because he's actually at a work conference in Florida. So he hasn't been able to do his actual show. And uh, so he invited myself and Brian Nichols of the Brian Nichols Show uh, to talk about Brett uh, Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And Brian kept saying Kavanaugh, and I was saying Kavanaugh, and I'm not sure now. I'm very weary about how to say it now. Uh, so It's been it Kavanaugh got, on I, CNN. Yeah, and all the, the only name channels. I've heard is Kavanaugh. So Bri- Mr. Nichols, uh, my cousin that we never really wanted, is uh, he's making stuff up. Fake okay. news, fake news, Nichols. Well, anyway, so we went, we went through and we did an episode on on the confirmation hearings and the allegations that have been passed around. And what we decided to do whenever we were given this topic, Chris just said, "This is the topic that you need to cover because this is what's going to get a, some good listens." And I was like, "Okay, every single other news program that I subscribe to, every single other podcast and." TV network, it's all filled with emotional bias of whether or not you are on the left or the right. So we decided to put together a timeline going day by day of the of the hearings, um, starting on July 9th, whenever he, whenever uh, Justice Kennedy decided to become a senior official and retire, and Brett Kavanaugh's rec- uh, Kavanaugh. I, I I don't know how to say it now. It's because Brian's from almost Canada. And that's why uh, that might be right. His accent's a little off. It's okay. Yeah, bucko. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we decided to come up with this timeline and then uh, just work through it and give only the facts, not not any type of left leaning or right leaning bias on it. So, so that, it ended up being really good. That's in the big weird libertarians feed. I heard a portion of that today. I didn't make it all the way through because it got released at two or three o'clock. But uh, it's a very good episode. And you're right. It was. Very neutral and just a, a great spot to go in and be like, well, this has become big news. How did we get here? And over basically just a touch over an hour, you guys covered you guys covered it all. Uh, I think another accuser came between when you guys recorded it and now. So I think they're up to yeah, three now. Yeah, but they have three. It's a, it's a constantly moving target. And then the president had a, a press uh, a presser today. But uh, yeah, it's a you guys did a really good job. Gold star mm-hmm. for the day. Okay. Uh, you're only as good as your last episode. Though. Now we're on this one with Nan, so we gotta we got to get into this and see how we do. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, is there anything else we have to cover before we get into it? Yeah, of course we have to cover some more stuff. We, we have to say selling? thank you to everyone who supports us on Patreon. Uh, the Patreon people got to see video of me frantically uh, uh, stressing out about the sound tiles and uh, them <laughs> falling down while I was waiting on Brian. So it, every. Every Patreon person that supports us monthly, patreon.com slash Liberty, you can go there and uh, pay us 17 cents a day is whenever is how it starts. That's it's $5 a month. You could you could feed some kid in, yeah. in, in another country or you could pay for Dakota's <laughs> I haven't sang habit. in the arms of an angel in a while. So 
Sarah, after this, we have to we have to make you look muddy and sad okay. and uh, put like a bowl of food just out of reach. Dan wants out. I can see it in her face. <laughs> she's, she's... I just want to hear him sing. <laughs> we can only we're on YouTube and he can only sing so long and then we have to I have to cut him off because we'll get copyrighted and then there will be no reach at all. We get tossed. Yeah. So you can go to patreon.com slash boss hog liberty. We have the most wonderful supporters and uh and yeah, so they get a lot of bonus content. If you are interested in that, then head over there and uh and I'm hoping I'm doing a good enough job every week of selling us. They are the lifeblood of the show. They literally pay the rent and have brought us from sitting around uh, my spare coffee table and a few microphones to where we are today yep. uh, which is ridiculously cool and there's some big announcements we'll get into that at the end of the show some of the things we're working on the candidate series that's uh, right but for now we'll leave it there and we will talk to nan polk who i you have i, I assume single-handedly all by yourself superwoman status recreated the <laughs> league of women voters for henry county is that is that accurate that's absolutely accurate absolutely <laughs> not Nobody does anything by themselves, you know. It, it takes a village, I think, to accomplish almost anything, and I've definitely had um, a lot of support and a lot of help, and, and um, I didn't step backwards fast enough. <laughs> so I'm That pre- happens in volunteer organizations, I doesn't it? I am president, um, but, um, yeah, and, and we started off in May with about 12 people, and we're up to about 40. Oh, That's wow. fantastic. It is. That's and fantastic. And growing, you know, Growing every week. We meet once a month. And do you let guys in? Absolutely. Because yeah. it, it's in the name, League of Women Voters. But. I know, but we have four, and we have um, one of our state um, co-presidents is Oscar, and he's a guy. All right. So huh. what does is, what is League of Women Voters do? What's the, the role or the very basic side of what, what the organization's about? Well, it's a grassroots organization. We're working in counties. And it's to try to promote democracy by keeping people involved and informed. Um, right now, what we're really busy doing is trying to get voters registered and encourage people to get out to vote. So in Indiana, you've got just a couple more weeks to get registered to vote, like October 8th, October 9th, somewhere yes. there is the, is the deadline. Yes. And uh, Indiana ranks right around last in terms of voter turnout. And hmm. we're, we're, we're striving to be 49th. <laughs> we're gonna get we're, high. we're gonna put Mississippi in the rearview mirror. That's right. They're gonna be fiftieth again in something else. Uh, I don't. I, I don't know. If it's Mississippi. But I don't I'm just, know. I'm just going out on a limb. We'll pick on them. If it's not them, maybe it's Kentucky. Half Newcastle's <laughs> from Kentucky, so we'll pick on their kids. There you go. You're probably from Kentucky, people, aren't you? If you go back far enough, yeah. See, so yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's, a, it's a fair thing to do in Newcastle. So is my family, Jer. Yeah, yeah my family now, I guess. <laughs> uh, I had a lot of New Yorkers and South Dakota people in, on, in mine. I was imported. Um. All right. So, if you guys you guys are having some events for registering people to vote, you can you can register on your phone. You can go to the driver's license uh, or the BMV, or you can uh, you guys have an event coming up at the library. Is that right? We had it yesterday. Oh, uh, you already happened. It was uh, yesterday. Thousands was, registered. Everybody in the county's registered now. You know, we have worked at this um, on several different locations. We have been to the Moreland Fair. We we went out to Farmers Pike. We've been to. Uh, Raintree Square, we were at the library all day yesterday. I think we've maybe 20 people. Okay. But we have checked a lot of people, um, indianavoters.com, and you can register to vote online. It's really easy. Um, So is that the process that you guys use whenever you're registering people is going to indianavoters.gov? 
we we've done that, and we also have some forms that you can just get at the courthouse. Yeah, you just got the paper mm-hmm. okay. forms, that and you then fill out turn, and you yeah, turn them and into the road registration in. office. Exactly. Hmm. So I think, you know, we've done it both ways, and also. One thing that uh, the League of Women Voters is concerned about right now, and in fact, we have sued the Attorney General of the state of Indiana for the way that they are trying to purge uh, the voters' uh, registrations. And um, so we have to go, we have gone back to check a lot of people um, to make sure that... To make sure that they didn't get removed accidentally. Exactly. Well, accidentally on purpose. I understand. Um, All right. So the... uh, that's an have, app on your phone you can use. Yeah, absolutely. I, I yeah. use it all the time. Because uh, we check, you know, from the political side, we check to, you can review a ballot. So you can make sure, or if you're a voter, you can pull it up and say, who's on my ballot and, and who, what district am I in? Who's going to be there? Mm-hmm. Who do you, so you can become an educated voter as well. Mm-hmm. So you pull up that Indiana Voters app and you figure out, you know, what the school board is. You serve on the on the Newcastle Community School Board. Yes, I do. Uh, so, and those are nonpartisan races. Right. Uh, but until about this time of the year, you really don't know who you're looking at for school board, what they, you know, they're, they're, it's not one of the most vocal races, but it's, you know, you pull that app up and you can figure out, hey, these are the names, and then you can go out and find those people and, and get information on them. Mm-hmm. Another thing about League of Women Voters I want to make sure and, and point out is that we are a nonpartisan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't oppose or support any candidate or um, any party. So, so how long how long has the League of Women Voters been around, like nationally? Nationally, uh, we're coming up real real quickly on a hundred years. Uh, really? Yes. In 1920, it was started just before, like just a few months before uh, the 19th Amendment, which allowed women to okay, vote. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was getting ready to ask yeah. if it was pre or post. It was pre, and it was one. It was um, one of those organizations that was for suffragettes. Mm-hmm. They were trying to get the women to vote. And um, then after women got the vote, to um, to help them kind of negotiate how that works and to be informed and to be able to do it right. And for all of us, in order to be able to do it right, you need to be involved and be informed. So that's Absolutely. really a basic foundation of what we try to do. Well, I think you guys have picked the perfect year to to restart this organization in the county because you're coming into three consecutive years with elections. You know, we've got the, the county elections this year and, and federal elections, and then obviously next year we have municipals again. So the city of Newcastle, the mayor, and the city council are up for election. Uh, and then two years from now we have another presidential year, the, right. and the governor, and, and you know, there, there's uh, some very, very high-profile races in 2020. Uh, so you pick the perfect year to re- reinvigorate and build momentum, and, and, and your your organization's got three years worth of work now. Yeah, we we've been busy, <laughs> and we anticipate being b- busy. So uh, yeah, that's very good. And you're also hosting forums or, or bringing you're you're creating opportunities for candidates to get together and to speak. Absolutely, and, and, and debate. Actually, how I really saw got into the League of Women Voters is um, I met somebody that was in League of Women Voters in Madison County. So I went up to, to during um, uh, the legislative session, they bring in the legislators from the state, and once a month in Madison County, they have forums for them where they can talk about legislation that they're working on or that have introduced or um, what they think is important, and then they will field questions. And I just thought, that really is important. I mean... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I try really to stay informed. And so is that like a third house? Uh, the third is it third way, third house, something like that. The 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 name of the program. Um, could be. Yeah, I think I think that's. I'm what not. It is. I don't. I don't know for sure. 
but um, and they met in their library. So I thought this would be something I think that's important to try to do, and um, and there, there was a there's a, a momentum. I mean, people um, I think want to be locally involved and, and locally informed on what's going on. Yeah, Very absolutely. Cool. Yeah. James Pendell just joined from the Boston Globe. He's watching now. Newcastle native, Fox News analyst. I've heard him speak. You've heard him speak. Mm-hmm. You, did you have him in class? Um, you know, I don't remember, and I'm sorry, James, that I don't. <laughs> I don't. Should have been so. more memorable. I. I don't think so. But if I did, he was great. Oh, of course, <laughs> just right up there with Cade Coger. Yes, I do remember Cade. <laughs> so sorry, James. Cade is a co-host on the show as well. Yes. Oh, yeah. So yes. he, he's one of our. We have a uh, Jeremiah and I have been on every episode, but we have a rotating uh, group of people that we're in. That we're in too in deep now. We can't get away from each other. Yeah. So that, and Kate is one of those people, and he was. Uh, we were writing out this episode, and I'm. I made that graphic that I don't know if you saw it on the, our Facebook page to promote the episode and had a picture. And I was like, just want to make sure that this is the right man. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Kate's like, yes, that is, that is her. I had her in high school and she, she's a great lady and a great teacher. Aww. So yeah, well, I, some I kind words. That. You, I remember him as being a lot of fun. Uh, I can see He's that. still a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good student. You allowed kids to have fun in school? Never. What kind of teacher were you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I te- got taught chemistry. If we had too much fun, we'd blow something up. <laughs> this is this is teacher night. Sarah, the lovely Sarah Potter Morrill is on with us, and she's a retired third grade teacher. Retired. And Nan's, Nan's a retired teacher. Retired. Kathy's coming on in a minute. She's retired. So yeah, it's teacher night. I guess you said yeah. Sarah Potter Morrill. Did you hyphenate? No. 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 <laughs> no. We went with the whole shebang. We just changed it all, and then I instantly regretted it as soon as you know. Now I'm Sarah Morrill, so anything I say is attached to him now. So I can't be mean on the internet anymore. Not that I was really that mean before. Anything that I say and anything that Chris Guffey says also gets attached to Jeremiah. I know. Weird. (laughs) It's amazing. It's amazing how many people speak for me now. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly right. You run for office, and everyone that is attended that it's amazing the amount of people that are just like associated with your name. I have a whole team of spokespeople. Uh That's right. All right. So, uh, Nan, you guys have, you've grown to 40 members. I assume that's all you need and you don't need to recruit anybody else and you're good for the next three years. Love to have everyone, everyone uh, participate. I, th- I think there's a, a, lot of, a lot of work that needs to be done. And um, if we can convince everybody that it's important to participate, democracy is not a spectator sport. Mm-hmm. And um, that's why I keep running. <laughs> I'm tired. I get really tired, and hopefully you guys can advocate for this too. I don't care what party you're running for, but you need candidates too. You know, we have we have an awful lot of races where there's just nobody else on the ballot, and you've got automatic reelects and automatic elections for people where you just don't have. You know, we have this opportunity to have a voice in government, and we don't have candidates in half of these races. Yeah, a- one thing that I think can be a little bit um, disheartening for candidates. And it's something that the League of Women Voters is really working hard on right now is gerrymandering. Yep. It makes it makes voting and running kind of frustrating because um, the chances of one party there's one party that's that's strong. Indiana federally exactly. Indiana's carved up so that you have generally six to seven very safe Republican seats and two very safe Democratic seats. 
and you have a big fight when there's an open seat. But other than that, it generally doesn't change. It's You're in Congress it's, as it's long as you want to be. Very difficult. Yeah. And yeah, our right. Yeah. Our district goes all the way down to Batesville, and it's yep. During the uh, during the primary season, we had we had a number of the Democratic candidates come through, and, and the Republican candidates as well. And we had Lane Seekman came up, and he lives in Rising Sun down on the river. You know, I I, I I we like Lane very much, but the the issues that are politically important in Rising Sun are not. You know, they're worried about getting ferry service or a bridge to Kentucky from where they live. Mm-hmm. How does that tie into the you know the economic needs of Greenfield or Muncie or Richmond or Newcastle? Not much. It's uh, it's very different. It is very different, but that's your one voice. That's your voice in Congress, and that's um, there's there's issues that the League of Women Voters, especially those things that affect voting, um, and that's that's one thing that we're 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 working on. That's a plan that uh, you remember. Uh, he, he's still a congressman, but he was Secretary of State. Todd Rakita, yes, uh, when he was Secretary of State of Indiana, he came out with a plan, uh, probably two thousand eight, somewhere in that range, uh, to not politically draw districts but to let computers do it and then each state senate district would have two state representative districts inside of it um and the computer would just say here's what it is and you would still try to keep together areas that made sense but Mm -hmm. you know in henry county we have we have two state senators that represent henry county we had this conversation a little Mm -hmm. bit earlier Mm -hmm. um just north yeah we have the northern third and then the southern two-thirds are are by Mm -hmm. two state different state senators and because of the way the county is carved up we will probably never have a state senator from our area because our population is so small that we probably won't have a Henry County state senator. Uh, we, because of the way the state house race is set up, we, it's very likely we have somebody from, you know, Tom Saunders is a Henry County person and we would most likely have a Henry County representation. Sure. But it's from the state Senate. You know, we're represented by two, but one's generally going to be from Muncie or Anderson and the other one well, somewhere, you know, uh, Jean Lysing visits us constantly, but she's, she's an hour and a half South. Yeah. You know, and she, in, but in she does Oldenburg. do a good job. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. of, of touching base. But you don't know what the next one's going to be. No. Well, but we're the League of Women Voters is lobbying to try to try to do something about um, changing the way the districts are, like you said, how they're drawn. And um, I think there was um, a, a law in the Senate, but it never got got read past. The- yeah, there have been bills offered, but it's just going to take uh, it's going to take time. There will be new maps drawn for the 2022 cycle, so they probably have one to two years to really get some legislation passed. Um, you know, right now, right now you've got, you know, a supermajority where the one party doesn't need to show up at all. It's just, it is what it is. So, yep. it, okay. So if people want to join or get involved with League of Women Voters, they have a phone number, email address, how do you, or do you go to the national website and join? How, how do they get involved with the Henry County chapter? Um, you can come on the third Thursday at 530 at First Friends, the basement of First Friends Church, and we would love to have you. Now, say somebody like Sarah works in Indianapolis and can't get there until 6. Is she allowed to show up late? You know what? You might miss <laughs> the cookies. Oh, darn. I don't eat sugar, so that's okay. We uh, we w- would welcome any, any comers at, at, at any time. Great. So that would be that would be great. Very cool. Well, Nan, we thank you for coming. Is there anything we forgot or left out that you needed to plug or that uh, that that were derelict in our duties asking you about? Um, well, we'll say we right now are working on voter registration, and we also have um, issues that that we take up and, and advocate for. But we're also um, and right now we haven't gotten this in place, but we're working on it. Um, trying to also be. Uh, 
uh, very active locally where we'll go to, to different meetings and try to be a presence mm-hmm. and try to just be aware of things that are going on. Um, and one thing, we, we stress being informed, and in today's society, information can be skewed occasionally. So trying to actually... Are you have- watching the wrong cable news channel? <laughs> <laughs> Depends on who you ask. Depends on who you ask. Um, I watch several anyway, but um, in trying in trying to be active locally and being aware of what's going on locally and being informed. So we'll have uh, our members at some of these different committee meetings and reporting back, and and so we we have a national level and a state level and a local level. And right now we're so busy with, with voter registration in our forums. There's a forum in Newcastle the 25th. Okay. And um, it will be in the courthouse. It starts at 445 for a meet and greet. We have another one that we're helping to sponsor in Middletown. Um, and that is the 23rd at 6 o'clock, I believe, in the Middletown Library. And we're going to co-sponsor something with you. Very cool. Yeah, we're working on we're working on something. We're in negotiations. We've invited a few different organizations to things, or <laughs> candidates and campaigns. See who shows up. We'll see. What, we'll happens. see what we can work out. So, well, thank you, Dan, very much. This has been fun, and it's Absolutely. great to meet you and get yes. you get you exposed to the world. And, and I, I, I can't wait oh till my. you have the boss hog bump. <laughs> I might I might have to uh, might have to hook you up with a camera and a microphone so that you can start recording meetings. Oh wow, streaming. that would be awesome. Hey, we can try to make it happen. I, w- I would love that. All right. I would love that. There and I go. really appreciate um, the opportunity to come and, and talk about what we do and promote promote the league. And um, I was a little bit intimidated about being – I've never watched a <laughs> podcast that I know of or, or been on one for sure. Mm-hmm. And then I found out it was libertarians, and then I was really scared. <laughs> but, you know, this has been fun. We don't bite. like Not th- at all. This is – you know, to explain the Libertarian Party, we, we say that we're kind of the sensible middle – you know, we generally are fiscally pretty conservative. I thought I was sensible middle. Maybe you're one of us. Oh. Generally, we, we, <laughs> we're fiscally conservative and socially tolerant. So it's a live and let live. There you go. You know, we try not to drop bombs on people unless we're going to declare a war and, you know, leave things, leave things alone. So, and, and pretty reasonable people. So thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you for asking me. It's, it's been fun. All right. Good. We'll see you. We'll see you soon. And you're welcome to hang out and enjoy the milk and cookies that Sarah laid out for us. Uh, <laughs> they look awesome. In, in the green room. Oh, thanks. And, uh, over there in the green room. And, and we'll, do the, we'll do the flying lead change. And, There's and, some and artwork help, over help there Kathy if you want to go ahead and hey. hang it up for us. Jump on the show. <laughs> Screw guns right there on the table. <laughs> and now the next guest entering the Thunderdome of the Boss Hog of Liberty. <laughs> It's Dr. A, Kathy Hamilton. Man. Yeah. Dakota's been wanting to do that for a while. <laughs> Nan is, Nan's upset that she didn't get the same, the same Nan got Nan got the NPR treatment, and it, Dakota's ready for the WWE, the WWE. With, with, with Kathy. Yeah, there we go. So welcome, Kathy. How Thanks are you? Thanks for having me. Glad to have you here. We're going to have Dakota adjust your microphone, because you're going to be, you either need to slide forward, or he needs to slide that back towards you. You guys can decide how that's going to go. I'll wait till she gets so, seated. And we'll reset like we're a professional radio show. I am Jeremiah Morrill. We have Dakota Davis, co-host. Sarah Morrill making her co-host return. First time in probably a year. No, I no? was here right before the wedding. Yeah. Oh, see? see, it's not I was off camera, but <laughs> yeah. I was Remember there. Remember, she made a last appearance as Potter. As, yeah. Um, it was with Donnie. Oh, Cousin that's right. Donnie. I was Cousin there. Cousin Donnie. Very well listened to. Uh, that, that's right. 
that, that now I do remember. Yeah. Hmm. I'm glad I'm memorable. <laughs> there have been a lot of these shows. Uh, <laughs> Donya Lester jumped in the chat, by the way, our, our guest from last week. Her she had huge ratings though. Already, like Danya's episode from last week, very big people al- already has outpaced like the last four episodes. I was amazed in like five days her downloads. I don't know if Danya has the super secret fan following somewhere. I think she does, Maybe. but or if she's been sharing the podcast with all of her friends and making them download it one or the other, which I yeah. expect Kathy to do. Once, um, <laughs> okay, big, big chuckle there. I expect Kathy to make everybody download it in iTunes and teach them about how to get it. But the uh, but yeah, Danya's done huge. She she jumped in. And she She's already in North Carolina. She's living the retired life now too. So she That's jumped right. in and said, "Greetings from the." We're beach gonna. In North I'm Carolina. gonna let Donya know. I, if Donya surpasses uh, Steve Horowitz, then I, I'm going to make a pseudo feud on the page, and make them compete for <laughs> listeners. <laughs> All of our faculty are are are, are, are Division One football school faculty. Donya versus Steve. That's right. In in the uh, WWE cage match. It's a ball state against Purdue. Jane Burcham's watching in the chat, and she says that the Henry County League of Women Voters has at least two male members already. Four? And, or and three. And, and yeah. Nan says three. three. And Jerry Walden, that the, the city councilman, two. is watching, and he wanted to know if there were guys were allowed. So absolutely. Jerry, if you're not in there yet, join. Uh, all right. So, Dr. Kathy, mm. what have you been doing? Today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually spent the day in Indianapolis at a national conference on parks. Recreation. Very cool. Parks and Rec. Did uh, Ron Swanson make an appearance? <laughs> if he did, he didn't make an appearance in front of me. <laughs> Was Aaron Dick in there talking about the pit? <laughs> Otherwise known as the 1400 Plaza. Boy, there you are picking Kathy's hot back button issues. I'm getting it. Kathy Yikes. goes, It's Kath- like a scab. Let's, you just got to rip it off, man. <laughs> so. Let me let me rephrase that. I was in Indianapolis today <laughs> with Park and Recreation Association. So Kathy is uh, here today with her Henry County Expo Board mm. or Expo Center uh, fundraising chair and spokesperson role. That hat you're wearing. Mm. Uh, you're also in all, involved with the Hope Initiative, which I'll let you give a, a we'll say a thirty to forty second elevator speech on what the Hope Initiative is and how that tied uh, into the Expo Center and where we're going with all this stuff. Okay. I don't know if I can do that in forty seconds. And it's a goal. All right. It's a goal. We're twenty in and now. <laughs> um, Hope Initiative was uh, is the result of a campaign promise of maybe nine, no, gee, twelve years ago. And uh, the goal at that time the mayor wanted a task force around poverty. And quite frankly, I did not think I should say yes to the request because I had been away from Newcastle for 38 years and it seemed a little premature to jump in. So you are from Newcastle and Henry County originally. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. went and taught and you moved to Ohio and had your professional career there and then you came back home to Newcastle. Mm -hmm. 11 years ago. Okay. And um, um, Hope Initiative... I'm a national consultant around poverty issues, how they impact communities, schools, um, and it poverty does impact. Absolutely. And that's not said as an excuse. That's no. said as an explanation. Mm-hmm. It does impact. And uh, so I didn't see how I could say no, although I was a little bit timid to just come home and start that. But within a very short while, we had a name, Hope Initiative, and we had a mission. Our mission was to extend dignity to every citizen in the county. And that is a lofty goal, but if you're going to have a goal, have a big one. 
And in essence, uh, on some days, that has meant we advocate for the smallest of citizens, birth to uh, age five. That's our early learning project. We're very proud of that. Which our previous guest, Nan, is a part of. Uh, Of course she is. She's on the uh, Education Committee in HOPE. And uh, we just hired a director for that program, and she's just an amazing thing. She's brought a wonderful grant to the project. But I think, as importantly, we've pulled in uh, some county schools, and they've actually put preschools inside their elementaries. We're very proud of that program. Uh, We are Another project we're working on right now is uh, trying to build a substance abuse coalition. Um, All of that emanates from six years ago when Hope uh, went around the county asking two questions um, at the behest of the mayor at that time. Um, what do you love about living here? And there was a lot. And then we asked, uh, what would make it better? And out of that came many of the projects we work on. Came so the, came this programming. Mm-hmm. So that's all happening. And you guys have a building down downtown Newcastle. And, and our friend Travis Weig, his uh, his Save Games library is in it there. Is. We, we've talked about, we had Travis on, we've talked about that. Um, so all of those things have momentum and you're making an impact in the community. And then about a year ago, year and a half ago, maybe two years ago at this point. November 2016. The uh, the Henry County Memorial Park uh, was, I was a part of that at the time on the Memorial mm-hmm. Park Board. Mm-hmm. And there was discussion about we need to re- redo some buildings and there were some projects involved. And the county commissioners uh, went to, to the Hope Initiative Group and said, hey, can you help facilitate this program? Pretty much. I said November 16, my first encounter with the park, other than when I was a child and would uh, hitch a ride with neighbors to go out and play in that marvelous park, and then gone a long time, came back, and loved to just spontaneously, you know. And you said this park hasn't changed in 30 years. Uh, Lots of it has not. Lots of it has not. Very original. Uh, But I had been asked by... uh, one of your colleagues on the board and the superintendent to work around some grants. And uh, I write grants for some folks sometimes. And um, Just a hobby. <laughs> some, I think there Some are... people like to take naps and Kathy likes to do grant writing. <laughs> well, I think there are people uh, and organizations that like to help. And I like to give them an opportunity to do that. <laughs> so um, we were looking for that grant. And I don't think you can write a successful grant without really knowing your clients. So I was mm-hmm. just diving into the research. And literally two months later, um, you're right. Jeremiah, we were approached and asked, would we uh, conduct some focus groups around the county? We did that for five months, and uh, we did that at the behest of both the park board and the uh, commissioners, and then we made recommendations last June 2017. It was an amazing, we're very honored to have been a part of it, um, and I think out of that has grown an extraordinary project, not just the expo, because of uh, Every part of that park is being impacted right now. Henry County has a really unique asset in Memorial Park. We've got a 300-acre, more than 300-acre park that inside of it has an 18-hole golf course. We have a first-class equine facility. We have uh, trails. We have monuments. We have auditoriums. We have a fairgrounds. We have, I mean, playgrounds. It's it's phenomenal what we have. It really is. A ton of shelter houses. And shelter houses and, and you know, just uh, the it, counties time, don't have that. At one time, it was the, the largest county park in the state of Indiana, correct? 
I don't know if it was. I don't know that. I don't know. It could I, be. I know it's the largest uh, war memorial park in the state. Of okay, I thought it was the and at it, one time. It's not currently, but at one time, I believe it was one of the largest county park in the state of Indiana. I can see that. I know that in the 1940s, in the work I was doing, uh, it was so heavily visited that DNR considered Department of National Resources to. They considered naming it a state park. Really? And uh, it, it has a lot of diversity in terms of what it has to offer and that kind of thing. The um, the golf course you mentioned is no longer a part of the uh, park, it's, it's but, it's owned, but it's, it's but adjacent. But it's very complimentary and Absolutely. entered through the park. And if you don't, you know, it's, it's a lot like, like the Saddle Club. You know, the the way I view the park, and I, I, everybody can have their own opinion, and I know that everybody, you know, there are different opinions out there, but... Um, it all it's all very complimentary. You know, sure. the, the Henry County Saddle Club totally leases agree. leases the ground and they operate the the saddle club and those twenty three or twenty five acres or whatever that is. Uh, but to the to the person that's coming into the park, you don't know what's in yeah. or out. The the you know there was a private operator, uh, you know, the, the American Legion operated a golf course and mm-hmm. then it was sold. But you still have an eighteen hole golf Absolutely. course. That's at, you know, so to the general public, it still faces and views the same way. I totally agree with you. I mean, if you just ask folks, you're going to the park. They they don't parcel it off, right? And and, and now and with the, the expo. owner, um, the uh, the owners of that piece, the uh, wife of the owner, uh, has spent the majority of her entire life because her her uh, family actually owned uh, that at one point was a farm area. So hmm. now that's you're right. People see that as one amazing park. Yeah, it's all it's all very complimentary. So it, over the course of the the meeting that we got to last June, mm-hmm. the uh, the the different boards and councils and commissioners got together and said yes, the Henry County uh, 4-H and Ag Group can move forward with their project, uh, which was to replace the existing 4-H facilities. And the study continued, and it became there's this parcel of land. We're going to build a 65,000 square foot expo center inside of the park and the commissioners have entered a lease with the expo center board which i'm a part of and it's a 501c3 non-profit, non-profit organization just like the saddle club is mm-hmm. uh and there's a 25-year lease and now this organization that you're working with can move forward and develop and build this thing so what's going to happen in this thing well well i think uh, just rolling back a, a, a bit there in the beginning, the plan was they were going to rebuild the barns that are behind the Smith Building. And, I don't know, 55, 60 years ago, a group of farmers came together and put their own, uh, some of their own funds and certainly a lot of their talent and their, and their <laughs> sweat equity, and they built barns. And it served the animal part of 4-H very well. Uh, the plan was to rebuild right on that same spot, and soil borings made that not possible. Um, that used to be that space used to be a um, a landfill, and underneath that had one time been a pond. And so when they started going down, uh, folks looking to see, okay, we're going to build here, uh, they determined that it was not suitable for today's construction. And quite frankly, I'm going to be very honest with you. I w- I was not involved in it from that until that point in terms of that construction. But looking back on it, I believe it was a stroke of absolute best luck ever because if they had built back the barns, they would have had an extraordinary place for their animals. But they would not have had what is now going to be a 
full program. Um, the 4-H of today is not the 4-H of my children. Uh, today's 4-H is robotics. I mean, yeah. they have everything else. I mean, they still have their still the have sewing. Li- and the, livestock and, and cooking. Yeah. And, 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 and that's wonderful. That's a part of ag business. But they also have speaking contests and, mm-hmm. and art and photography and the STEM, the science, the technology, the engineering, and the mathematics. Um, those aren't uh, limited to 4-H. Those are career options now. Yeah. And yep. so what happened when that uh, pause button was pushed because of the location, folks rethought it. And so when they finished up, um, the Smith building is going to be amazing, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are modernizing the upstairs and creating a veterans museum in the downstairs, which it is a war memorial park. So and, we'll give con- a little bit of context because yeah. we have listeners. We have, we have a guy that came through here two weeks ago who's from Hawaii, Craig, Craig DeCosta, and he listens because our community is very similar to his. He lives on a Hawaiian island. It's like 60,000 uh-huh. people. So for Craig and people that just listen from a distance, the Smith Building is an auditorium. That it, it was our county highway garage 40 or 50 years ago. Sure it's been converted over, and it's a— Two-story. Two-story or a, a one-story uh, one with a walkout basement. Sure. Um, stone, very ornate uh, building that had, built, a, had built an annex in the, built in the 30s or 40s. As a part of the government piece of putting people back to work. Mm-hmm. That's The what, WPA that's time. Right. And so it it has wonderful memories for folks. It has some uh, it has some makeup errors that uh, when we were has ha, pardon me when we were having these conversations, it was even on the table for a moment. Uh, tear it down. <laughs> I mean, literally, there were some folks who said, you know, it's it's done its job and uh, it has water and uh, issues and. It has, some people think it's an artesian well, other people think something else, but there's a water piece underneath it. Could we drill into the well and then sell the artesian water? Uh, would you like to be on my fundraising committee? <laughs> <laughs> I think you have a career. Uh, until they make that decision, Dakota, <laughs> they're going to actually reroute the drains uh, wow. into the pond. But bottom line, that's important because... That water's being wasted in the pond. <laughs> <laughs> no, the fish the, don't think that. We, the yeah. uh, museum cannot move forward until we are uh, have that water issue. Mm-hmm. So, so we were talking earlier, um, and uh, like like we're talking about now, we're talking about Memorial Park, uh, mm-hmm. the new expo center that's, that's going to be built. Um, I, I know that there was a feasibility study conducted feasibility out there. Um, and so... the. The results from that study, how much of a market do you think there is in Henry County? What what people do you think are going to be using the the facility, like renting out the, the halls and things? Based upon the five-month study, our sense was that this was going to be well-received. Then, in, And that, that piece was completed by June of 2017. In July, pardon me, in January of this year, from January to April, a a consultant out of Indianapolis was hired by the Expo Board to interview folks around the county, and it came back even um, more solid than we had, and we thought we were pretty optimistic, but folks are absolutely um, telling us this this is what we need. It's not just a... What happened is it started off in... Uh, we started our work, and at the end of January, our first meetings came in February, and... The 4-H family, of course, the ag family, they were all saying, we want this for our 4-H. By the time they sat in on all the other committees, 
by the at least by the end of April, they were saying, you know, yes, we do need a right facility for 4-H, but it can't be limited to 4-H. Okay. And so it morphed into a, well, the one building, the multipurpose, there are two, two large buildings that are connected. The multipurpose building is 55,000 square feet. It will do everything that those barns are now doing for 4-H. So it's your show and arena. It's where your live all of the live, the large animal livestock, except for horses, are shown. Absolutely, and, and exhibited. New and, nice and building. Yeah. And 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 because the folks who have been on the first level of of creating this, they've done all the kinds of things that you know you wish you had done <laughs> if you'd only thought. They have put storage units in, so all of the uh, pens that are necessary for animals, et cetera, those will be neatly stored away. Uh, they have made sure that uh, this building will be air-conditioned and heated. Now, not all the time, but there will be some programming in there that you want air-conditioning. But when you're putting animals in there, you don't want air-conditioning. That is not a natural piece for them. And so they've done ventilation. That makes that sensible. It's just an amazing place for 4-H. And they are leasing um, equipment that within uh, a day's time they can convert that it can be an indoor automobile show it can hmm. be a trade show it can uh, whip out uh, just if we were putting people in there for a concert for example so 2400 people can a, be a wide array of options absolutely. basically so the, absolutely that was uh, that was the finding of the feasibility study is if you're going to do this then you need to make it a, a multifaceted. Absolutely. When you look at one of the uh, architect drawings, um, the architect put uh, three basketball courts. Yeah. And when when uh, some of the folks uh, from the 4-H, they were saying, this is to show you how big this building is. Right. And I looked at it as a former high school principal and said, I look at those three and see traveling ball. Yeah. <laughs> and you've got... Well, that's what I was like, volleyball tournaments, there wrestling tournaments. Thank you, All Sarah. kinds of things like that can Gymnastics that contests, yeah. indoor soccer. Uh, absolutely. So the, from the it's our imagination was our only barrier. From the 4-H mm -hmm. end, this facility, you know, you, you will have livestock shows throughout absolutely. the year. Different, different species will come in and there might be a major cattle show or hog show and those sure. sorts of things. And then you're going to go to county fair. But the building is designed to be able to be rented commercially for all of, to pay for itself. Absolutely, so it, it's not designed to be a county owned and managed building. It's just like the Saddle Club. The, it is the, county owned, but well, not but county managed. County operated. Right. It's it, yes. like the Saddle Club. It is its own five hundred one c three independent board, independently managed, and their right. staff handles the facility and the P and L, the profit and loss for the building. The, so, this building, if. If we are capable of thinking beyond what we've always done, it can be a, uh, well, Corey Murphy, who is our EDC director, he calls it an economic game changer. Uh, we will bring people, uh, well, right now the Saddle Club is a very good uh, uh, barometer for what can happen. Uh, Rebecca Baker, who's president of that organization, she says 70,000 people come into there. I can't see that'll be any different. I think that there'll be, a, uh, I anticipate there'll be collaboration amongst those, uh, between those two entities. Mm -hmm. But uh, I called a friend recently. I thought I was calling her here in Newcastle where she lives. She was actually in Michigan. And I said, what, why are you in Michigan? She's there for an indoor car show. Her husband's car, his Mustang, has never had a drop of rain on it. And I said, <laughs> hey, 
Could you bring There's that another here? purpose. <laughs> uh, proms, uh, well, that's, a, that's the other building. We have another building that is, it's a, we call it the banquet hall, and it actually has two facets. The banquet hall itself, with round tables, will seat 500 people, mm-hmm. right at 500. Uh, in theater style, you're looking at 700 people. Here's the issue. We have, uh, we have a local florist who tells me that half her weddings are outside of the county mm-hmm. because we have no place for a larger wedding. Our proms, our, our uh, schools, they, they have to leave the county because they don't so have space. So n- now that it's in, even though it's in Memorial Park, are they going to allow alcohol at the facility? The, the expo s- center itself is not going to carry a license, a liquor license. They're not. Okay. However, for certain... Uh, you can bring in a bartender with they, a liquor that, license. And, okay. that's, and that's how that will work. Now, that right, yeah. will not be happening at proms. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it's the, same, it's the same model that you see used for most, um, for most, for most wedding venues. venues. Yes. Like if you attend yes. a wedding at the, uh, the, the Newcastle City Armory, the same thing happens. Absolutely. A local, a local bartending Surely. service company comes in, and then, and then it's handled. Yep. Uh, so inside of that building, you also have offices. You talked about the STEM side. You're going to have offices and classrooms set up right. for programming throughout the year. The the um, the offices. There'll be two sets of offices. One set is Purdue Extension. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, when they get ready for a fair, they have to unload everything uptown and travel out to the park. They will have permanent offices inside the. Uh, inside the uh, banquet uh, complex. Which is similar to what Wayne County, Indiana does. A number of counties yes. have that where their yes. extension office is set up at the in that type of center. I believe Morgan County's is on their right. fairgrounds as well. And, you know, that is uh, just continuing to learn more about all that is in this piece. Sometimes folks think Purdue Extension and think that's 4-H. Um, their, um, one of their extension officers was sent to Savannah, Georgia this summer and is one of 10 uh, extension agents in the entire state that is now certificated to do training around mental health, including mm-hmm. recovery from substance abuse. So it is a win-win to have that. Ha- I'm sure they're pleased to have new offices that are right there in the park. Yeah. But the entire county should be pleased that we have that kind of expertise and talent that is virtually available to us for the asking. So that's a good piece. The other group of offices will be, uh, there will be a professional director hired. Uh, you cannot have this kind of, of uh, construction, and, and uh, we all as volunteers mean well. <laughs> but we need someone who's trained, uh, who's experienced, that can uh, take this home for us. Because one of the sustainability pieces is we absolutely uh, have to have that building used. Mm-hmm. There's no intent to build a large building and let it be an albatross around the neck of this county. That would just be ridiculous. So right now we are in the process of two things, two campaigns. One campaign is to raise the money that we need to make this a reality. Which is a, a little over $5 million. Five, 5.2 builds it, landscapes, does all of those pieces, but it also... Right. Uh, that, a that year is and a half a, of operation. Yeah, that's a, also some protection money, it right? It is protection. I guess is that, for lack of a better term, it would be protection money to you, to keep you funded for a, a certain amount of time. Even it's the even cushion if, in being yeah. new. It's the absolutely. Cushion. Yeah. The um, the other campaign we're running is to make sure that we fill the calendar. So if you are and please, you're welcome. Visit us at the uh, temporary offices at the municipal municipal building in town. 
uh, but they're on the wall as a night, uh, 2019 calendar. <laughs> and Jeremiah's going, she really does this yeah, to us every they're filling, meeting. They're filling dates. <laughs> we absolutely need to fill the calendar. Did and we, we get any fill- of our junior leader meetings on that calendar? Uh, Absolutely, yet. yeah. You know, the 4-H meetings will be will be happening out there as soon as the building opens. That's the yeah. that's the reason for the classrooms the, is right. so that you know we have 4-H programming. Our club meetings sure. will be able to happen. Now there. those classrooms, there are two permanent, and then there's um, I used to call it a kiva. I think and Nan spoke of her uh, Indian heritage, a kiva, where it's just a large room that could accommodate probably probably two hundred. Pardon me, a hundred people, mm-hmm. but you can open it. And pardon me, you can close it off and have four separate classes. Yeah. So you you guys have the calendar for 2019. Do you have a, a projected time that you think this is going to be finished? Oh, yes. The intent from this crew, and I ask them with some regularity, uh, is July 19 will be the, the home of the fair. Oh, it will cool. be there right then. Right. And then we have some, some contracts already signed for uh, October and November, and uh, we have uh, verbal, and Jeremiah's going, oh, she's doing it on air. I tell folks, I love it when people wish us well. I like signatures. I like signatures on <laughs> intent cards. I like signatures on contracts. And so for me, uh, a really successful campaign will include financing, but also those dates on the calendar. So Okay, so... I, I one of the one of the big questions that that I've heard. So like, um, I I talk to a lot of people, and yeah. it's <laughs> your job, Dakota. Yeah. You're you're a talking head. So I, I and a lot of people obviously know that I do the show. And one of the questions I always get is, if it, say something happens, we can't fill these dates. You can't fill your calendar. Then who's in, who's going to be paying for the the upkeep and the maintenance? Because one of the big questions is is the Smith building got was ignored for such a long time as far as maintenance went. How can we make sure that that's not going to happen with this? I guess I'll respond to it um, two, maybe three ways. First off, this was not, sometimes folks will hear that uh, construction deadline and they'll say, you're on a fast track. Actually, these folks have been working on this track for over four or five years. Yeah, and so there while. are pieces in that. So, there's been extraordinary uh, vetting of this piece. Um, when we talk about the sustainability piece, our goal is to have this building paid for. That's our goal. Now, I am not a bimbo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do know that sometimes... I announce you as Dr. <laughs> Kathy. <Hansen. laughs> it tells you that I really like to learn. <laughs> but the truth is, uh, I... I have utmost confidence that they're going to meet their goals. I do believe that. I I don't go into things lightly either. But here's what I know. I know that uh, when I am, they think I'm kidding, but in their heart they know I'm not kidding. We need that calendar filled. That is their sustainability plan. Uh, based upon 50%, which is extraordinarily conservative, it's more conservative than I would be, on this piece, but okay. if they only booked 50%, they will be solvent. If they only booked 50%, I don't think that's going to be their story. Here's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing that um, folks just have been waiting for a new approach to how we grow our county. And if you start looking at this, I have I am one of the people who has signed a contract to do a two-day workshop Uh, education workshop 
uh, my doctoral degree, I really couldn't help you if you needed a breathing person, <laughs> uh, but um, someone who could help you breathe. Uh, but my work is in education, and I think that Henry County is positioned geographically wonderfully to not just do a one one time two day conference. I want to do this ad nauseum. I want to I want the conference to become so extraordinary that people say that's our that's our fall PD and we'll travel. Uh, I I have been a national consultant since two thousand five, and. People come. People come from three, four, five, five hours away. They will come to conferences if they're worth the trip. And our intent is to work with uh, local universities, and let's make this be absolutely awesome. So That's my piece, but look at all the others. I mean, the other kinds of pieces that are going to be real here. Have you, have you been talking to, like, uh, some of the factories and business, other businesses in towns in town about having like uh, meetings there. Yes. And okay, cool. Yes, and we're getting yes. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and what we, we'll be looking at, uh, you know, there'll be some pieces where uh, this expo board is very generous in their heart toward their county. So there'll be uh, different kinds of rates for nonprofits, perhaps versus whatever as we work through. Mm-hmm. But uh, the full intent is for that to be a very busy place. Um, I actually threw this to the expo board, um, talking with a couple of our school superintendents. I said, could you see a bus leaving your school a couple times a week and heading to the park (laughs) where they would be met with adult mentors and uh, parents would know their youngsters had a couple more hours of adult supervision I mean, we just have to decide how we're going to so, use that park. So this is uh, obviously the 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 board and the five hundred one c three is running the facility, right? So on the other, on the flip side of my my negative Nancy question, what happens if it's hugely successful and they're they're pulling in all kinds of money from places? Where where does the leftover funds go, if there At- are any? Actually, <laughs> uh, it does work as a nonprofit, and that doesn't mean it has to be broke. Uh, but in essence, the lease that has been signed, uh, the uh, commissioners will continue to own both the land and the building, but the uh, expo board will operate the facility, mm-hmm. including its finances. Now, they will do some things that they haven't done in the past, just the 4-H piece of that. Uh, they intend to pay their way. Uh, they intend to uh, uh, contribute to the park. And I think cool. that's the, a there's a in the plans. There's there's a playground that's being displaced by the building and a couple shelter houses. Ah, yes. The expo board is rebuilding an ex- handicap or an ADA accessible playground mm-hmm. ne- in the adjacent area. There are some shelter houses that are getting moved and repositioned based upon Absolutely. where the commissioners and the park board want mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Um, so there there are improvements in the park that are going to happen. Naturally, just because of that. But then, you know, if this if this facility is is we'll say printing cash, Dakota, uh, the, the obvious thing, just like the Saddle Club does, it reinvests back into the community. It reinvests. Sure. Um, all right. So let's talk about the the finances for just a second. It's about five point two is the full uh-huh. capital campaign. Right. The the county on the original plan when they were going to rebuild on the original site, there was a two million dollar bond that was taken out, and that one point. $2 million that was the balance. There was, there was a bond taken out that was going to pay for voting equipment and park improvements. Right. The original goal was to rebuild those structures. 
where the existing ones were. Instead of doing that, they said, okay, we're going to give that to this project, and that was the money we were going to spend here. We're going to shift it. That'll cover that. And then the rest of this, your group needs to raise. So you've had where an announcement. <laughs> you've had an announcement recently from the Community Foundation. Yes, we do. Uh, and then some other big checks have come along. So right. that's the capital campaign is happening now. It is. We kicked off the, uh, publicly kicked off the campaign September 19th. Uh, what we have is uh, the gift from that bond is $1.21 million. And then we have uh, just marvelously been uh, – it, it's not just uh, feel good because we have some money, but the Henry County, the Henry County Foundation um, made a matching grant to this project. And what I loved about it was two things. One, the foundation doesn't just – give a grant they vet the project so to your question do people think this will work a foundation board believes in this project to the tune of three hundred thousand dollars and they made that a matching grant and they put a stipulation they're going to match it in ten thousand dollar increments which means if we go to someone and someone gifts us with two hundred thousand dollars we say thank you thank you thank you the foundation will match 10,000 of it. Mm. And the reason for that is the foundation wants to have um, a lot of people's involvement in this. And I love that. I think that's a good thing. So at this point in time... So if someone wants to give you $200,000, they should write it. you 20, <laughs> $20 checks? Um, actually, uh, I would expect Dakota for you to come up with that plan as, as my assistant in campaign <laughs> management, but I know that board very well. No, they will give us 10000 for that 200000 but uh, donor. <laughs> we believe we will match that 300000 We're confident. Uh, we have, um, in the week since that has become public, we have uh, received 80000 and 40, in a week, yeah. In a week. And so I believe uh, that we're going to match that grant. And we have, um, um, we're going to have big events, and we're going to have some smaller events. We've been doing a lot of coffee clatches. Those are kind of fun. Dakota, you get eight of your friends together. I will come to your place. We'll talk. We'll, we'll eat dessert, and then we'll have sweet talk. About this expo center. Okay. <laughs> and then we might you have can to do get it at me $10,000. I don't know where I live anymore. There's a spare bedroom, I think, at Jeremiah's. There's, uh, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's room at my house. I know we, we, we have all kinds nice of meetings there. a kitchen table. That would have, have room for eight right. people. But we, we're not cocky. I want to be clear about that. Mm -hmm. But we are confident and that people, if we get to say to them what this means to, to this county, I believe people will support it. So Mike, Mike Broyles is saying that if somebody gives $5, they're going to match $5. So if you make a small donation, you're $50. If you give 50 bucks today and write a check to the Expo Center, that turned into $100. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's not, you're Any not just. Any amount up to 10000 yeah. they will match. And you're absolutely thrilled for the $50, $100, $200 donation oh, sure. all day long. It's, absolutely. You're not just looking for some rich guy to write a $10,000 check today. Absolutely, we are not. We I tell you, it's going to take all of us, and together, I like the all of us, because I think that's uh, sometimes when a few folks do something, then you have a few folks feel, feeling the commitment. But if uh, when, when we uh, start building out there and folks can see their own fingerprints, whether it's a $5 donation or a $300,000 donation, they're going to feel an ownership. Yep. 
Uh, oh, yeah. Corey Murphy, uh, we talked about him a little bit, but he's also very confident in uh, in the Expo Center. And he was actually, uh, I saw today in the Courier Times that he was talking about uh, the Expo Center might be so uh, such a big deal in the county that they are now talking to national hotel chains mm-hmm. to look into uh, exit 123 off of I-70, which is right uh, in Spiceland and Henry County. Mm-hmm. And because they're expecting a lot of traffic. Well, I, I can, I'll speak to my own conference. I'm expecting that we'll have minimally 300 people, 300 people. I will have to, um, reserve banks of rooms this first year, <laughs> unless there's a miracle in that construction of motels. I will be, I will be, uh, reserving in other towns. Yeah. And it's not that I don't wish other towns well, but this is where we live. Right. <laughs> and so, so, uh, uh, to put it kind of in perspective, he said, uh, Corey mentioned that um, a 50-room hotel would need to make 11,000 bookings. And in 2013, they conducted a study, and it didn't make any sense. But now that the Expo Center is being built, it is starting to make sense. Mm-hmm. So that instilled some confidence in, in me. Um, and then... You were in the same article talking about some maybe some lodging happening at the Expo Center. <laughs> Kathy dreams big. <laughs> All kinds of options. You know, life has taught me that, uh, you know, if you, if you want big, you've got to dream big. Walt Disney, the great, great researcher, Walt Disney, he said, if you can dream it, you can have it. <laughs> so um, this, uh, this group has 60 acres. They have 60 acres. And five acres will go to this. Will go to this piece, and I'm going to take the credit or blame for this lodge because these this cannot be in other people's mouth. They didn't necessarily say it, but in my head, I said, "What a marvelous addition!" Would and I was thinking a sixty room, a sixty room. They don't need a banquet hall. They've got one. Right it's down not. There. It's not entirely unheard of where you have lodges at parks. Like Absolutely. a lot of Indiana State parks have Absolutely. lodges, right? And I had some folks, uh, you know, and I and I don't resent this. I think that if an idea is any good, it can take some pushback. And if you can't explain it, or and sometimes you get us something that causes you to think deeper. Uh, someone said, um, one, why did we put it in Memorial Park? And two, why would people go to a lodge in Memorial Park? I'm a road warrior <laughs> until... Um, Two years ago, when some family illness kind of clipped my wings, I was spending an average of 225 nights a year in motels. Whoa. I know. Holy cow, thought, Kathy, you hey, need to you, settle down. You just thought I was an old woman. I <laughs> you just thought I was an old woman. <laughs> uh, but truth is, if I knew that 15 minutes from 70 and 3 or 17 minutes from 69, 67... Um, I mean, this is an amazing location, this county. Mm-hmm. You've got 38 going through us and three, and you've got 36. I mean, we've you're, got You're in a 300-acre park. You've got a, a, a first-class state park five well, minutes away. You've got Westwood. You've got – there's all kinds of nature well, and you outdoors know, we You know, here. Kathy, Indiana is the crossroads of America, and Henry County is the crossroads of Indiana. You're right. Yeah. So we got we got a lot of things well, going. I we have my roads. As, yeah. as a road traveler, this is what I want. I want clean, I want safe, and oh my, if it can be lovely, I don't think there'll be a problem filling lovely. this. I just don't think there'll be a problem filling a lodge. But we that's on the shelf. 
So where do, where do people mail their checks? Pardon Let's start me? with that. If somebody wants to write a check, write your check today. Expo Center, mm-hmm. Box 137, Newcastle, Indiana. There we go. Super easy. That's what we need. Absolutely. P.O. Box 137. And just write your check to the Expo Center. Absolutely. And if it's, if, it's under, if it's under 10 grand, it just doubled. And it's tax deductible, right? You're going to get a little slip back is. in the mail. So it is that. If, uh, you know, if, if you're looking for receipt. a tax deduction, you're like going to get something back. That's it. <laughs> you said that, Dakota. <laughs> uh, so anyway. Right. Well, we are getting to that point in the show where we start our final thoughts. That doesn't mean we're done. It just means we're starting our final thoughts. So Sarah's which, been which here. Which means we're done. It doesn't mean we're done. Everybody, everybody gets one more we're bite at the apple. We're almost done. So Sarah, you're in the you're in the first final thoughts seat. Oh yay! You've Lucky been here before. Me. You've barely spoken. A little bit. What here and uh, there. What do we got? What do you got on your mind? Well, I think the biggest thing right now is just looking forward to my schedule the next month or month and a half, um, which is looking forward to an election. Me too, Sarah. Um, I hear that one. Right? I know this Saturday and Sunday. Don't interrupt me, please. Um, This Saturday and Sunday, we will be walking. um, We will be walking this Saturday and Sunday for Jeremiah's campaign um, for County Council District 1 here in Henry County. Um, so we would love to have anybody who'd like to join. Um, I'll be setting up some maps and some other things for people to, or some different tools that we have now to use for this walking campaign um, this weekend. And then we're just looking forward to hopefully having a good next month, month and a half of meeting people, talking to people and seeing where they, where they fall. Dakota, I, I, I listened to a portion of his program today with Brian Nichols on the, the Big We Are Libertarian show, and Dakota said he can't wait for the 2020 election cycle, and I went, dude, I want to get through the 2018 election cycle, and you're uh, and I'm, you're I'm, sitting here excited about 2020. I, I, I mentioned wanted to, that I'm just ready to get through Friday. I wanted to slap you through the podcast machine I'm when ready, I heard that I'm one. I'm ready for the presidential election in 2020. I should have clarified. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that'll be exciting, but I think the... My final thoughts, I guess, would be we are looking for volunteers, anyone who would like to walk for Jeremiah's campaign. We have some really neat tools we're going to use this year that's a little different than what we've done before. Um, We'll see how they work out and then kind of make decisions from there, be flexible and uh, just be out there meeting people and enjoying ourselves. All right. All right. Very cool. Mark Rutherford's coming, the Secretary of State candidate. Uh, He's going to be at, uh, he'll be joining us for that walk. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if you want to meet a guy running for a statewide office, come see us Saturday morning. So he'll be there Saturday morning with us. All right. Dr. Kathy, did we forget anything? Final thoughts? If you want people to get involved with the Hope Initiative, we kind of skimmed over that group, but how do people, how do people join that group? Well, I am thankful that you reminded. Uh, One of the, twice a year we do a Take the Pulse and so our next Take the Pulse is the third Thursday of October. And uh, in that meeting, we invite elected or acclaimed leaders, people who are, whatever they're doing for the county, come and tell us how it's going. And it's not a gotcha meeting. It's a how are things going. Mm-hmm. And if things are going well, it's hallelujah. If things are slower than we thought they would be, we say, do you need some help? Is there anything we can do? In terms of membership, we maybe we're wrong in this, but we don't we don't do membership. We do we sure would hope you would come. If you come and don't come back for six months and but then you show up, we don't go, gee whiz, where have you been? We say, Glad to have you again. 
Where have you been? <laughs> shame. It's like the uh, uh, shame. Where have you been? You've been. We haven't seen you in six months. Do you know how many projects we assigned to you that you didn't do, Sue? Come on. Who's Sue? I don't know. She's, she's, really she's Sue in the third row. We're really picking <laughs> on her. She's, she's been away since December, and we we noticed. We noticed. <laughs> there there are some really good things that are. I'll just give this one little piece about hope, and then I will uh, let you have your final words. Uh, Several months Pull her ago, mic in closer se- for several months ago, uh, we had 17 folks that had come to a meeting. So it can be from five people to, to 80 people, you know, and we don't know. It depends on the topic we have. Well, I had one of these moments where I gave everybody a post-it note and I said, write down what you are involved in. If you're on a board, if you go, whatever, but not something you just put your name on, something you really care about, you really go to. And so I gave them a few moments, and we're all writing. Fifty-four organizations were represented by those 17 people. Isn't that crazy? Wow. It is amazing because what that says, you know, there's an old saying, if you want something done, get the busiest people you know. I was going to say, do it yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Let me quote Nan. (laughs) That only works for a while. That or I was going to go with like the old saying you hear, especially in like church organizations where you have 10% of your people are doing 90% of the work Mm. or 10% of your people are doing 90% of the contributions there. Mm -hmm. So. We sure like to see the youth that I'm seeing sitting around this table at our meeting. So do feel invited. You Do see, feel in third, you see an awful lot of me, Kathy. <laughs> an awful lot. <laughs> this is the guy who could not come to my training session because he was getting married in seven days. I know. That's a week out, Kathy. I know. We had things what do you to have do? to do seven days out? You set up for the wedding like the night before. I, I didn't understand it either. Uh, I, I don't let know him what have we were it. doing, but I was busy. Actually, we were very gracious. Yes. And gave him advice for a long, wonderful I haven't slept on the couch yet. I think it worked. <laughs> it's worked out okay. Only because I need a heater in my bed. <laughs> I learned, if people ask, I learned I went from a king-size bed all to myself to I get about 30% of a king-size bed now. Um, mm-hmm. that's, uh, and that's I, just I'm fine. Sure, I'm sure Dakota It varies the between same 45 and 65%, I right. would say. It varies. Yeah. Dramatically, it, Dakota shares his with a German Shepherd too, though. You don't, <laughs> that's not the way it happens. Well, okay, so Daisy, the German Shepherd, it was it used to be just me and her at mm-hmm. home. Okay, so she would always sleep on one side of the bed, and I would sleep on the other. And we have a queen size bed, so it's not a king, and like they, like these privileged folks. Have. <laughs> and then my wife obviously moved in after we got married, and my German Shepherd just she. She just didn't know how to take it. I, I, I can understand that. She's still very. She got upset. kicked out of her bed, but, but yeah. you you did make it's, the right decision. Well, it's right? been nearly a year, and she's still upset about it. Aww. Any, yeah. Anytime that Audrey is out of town, she she always jumps up right in her old spot. Still after like a year. <laughs> All right. Thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Kathy. All right, Dakota. All right. I have a couple final thoughts, Jeremiah. Uh, so it'll be amazing if I make it through the month of October without stroking out. You and me both. Yeah, that's uh, that's one of the things I wanted to talk about is we just started scheduling our candidate series and we've been uh, frantically trying to get candidates to appear. 
Um, if you remember, dear listener, a few uh, few weeks back, we had a uh, a show survey go out so that everybody could answer some questions and give likes and dislikes. Had a bunch of people fill that thing out, and one of the things that we uh, found was that uh, there needed to be some major improvements to the candidate series. People yeah. love the candidate series, yes. but they said it was a love hate. You, <laughs> boy, I heard the same conversation seventeen times. Yep. And Dakota and I thought, God, we had the same conversation seventeen times. Yep. So we're recalibrating slightly. Yes. And so we, uh, what we decided to do was uh, host uh, each candidate for a specific race. At the same time. So for county council, like so Jeremiah's district in District 1, there is Jeremiah, the Libertarian, there is Pat Cronk, the Democrat, and there is Ken and Gray, the Republican, and all three of them will be sitting around the table. And or I, we'll be invited. Yes. We're well, still, the, they're going to be invited. Yeah. We're working on people to say yes and some people to tell us. We've and, got you know, some yeses and some, some phone. I don't think we've been told to know about anybody, but we've got uh, yeses and we've got voicemail. Yeah, well... Uh, there's a couple of people that I'm pretty sure they're saying no just by their, um, <laughs> <laughs> just by actually ignoring me. Like, if you're on Facebook Messenger, I can see that you read the message. <laughs> anyway, Dakota's going to go to the post office tomorrow and get the make yes. get certified mail. Now you're going to get a mailer. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the plan. You're going to hire. <laughs> you're going to have the sheriff's department serve somebody legal paperwork. <laughs> Will you be on my podcast? I, I, can I need tell, an answer. I can tell you read the message two days ago, um, and I sent a reminder message, and you read that one as well, but still no response. Maybe they're checking their calendar, Maybe. Matt. But Who that knows? would be nice to respond with. Uh, let me check my calendar. I yeah. have some events that we're yeah. planning at That's this moment. That's all I'm asking yeah. for, not, Sarah. It's not yeah. the Dakota Davis show. It's not the Jeremiah Morrill show. There are hundreds and into the thousands of people that watch this show that are 50% of them are, are in Indiana and a great majority of those are in Henry County. So you are Speaking given the, the opportunity to talk directly to people. And we don't have cable news in this community. This is the, this is as close as you get. So if you want to speak to the voters, <laughs> uh, you get to deal with these fools, but uh, yeah, so that's what we're having. It's not going to be a for a formal debate. What it's going to be is a lot like other radio shows that you've heard where uh, candidates are talking and they might have a disagreement, but We'll do a pretty good job of keeping it civil. There's no Moderate. clock. Nobody, nobody's on a clock. It's not you have two minutes to answer, and we're going to buzz you off. You're going to be finishing yep. thoughts, and we're going to have conversations, just like we did for the, uh, for the primary side. A uh, long-form conversation. There we go. All right. So you're working on and that. And then uh, the other thing I have is, obviously, I failed miserably at the sound tiles, as you can see by all the tape that's hanging around I, on I the I told walls. you yesterday. I forgot that Mike Broyles could see our comments, but I said construction adhesive. Just some construction yeah, well. adhesive on the brand-new drywall, and these sound tiles will stay up there. <laughs> It, it turns out it's going to take a lot more time, effort, uh, and material. And uh, because we have this wonderful new studio, the the Patreon money, we can't just like spend it on whatever we want to make upgrades now because we have bills to now, pay. Now we got rent. Yeah, electric so, <laughs> lights, internet, heat. So we uh, so I, I created an Amazon wish list going back to our roots and made an Amazon wish list so that uh, people could go on there, see what we need. That's, if they how, felt that's how we got so the inclined. Craig DaCosta camera and the... Uh, the Lisa Crosby the, lights. The Lisa Crosby lights, and we'll say the... Uh, I think Sarah's using the Christy Avery microphone. Ah, uh, well, look yeah. at you, Sarah. Lucky me. We yeah, that's a, we right have there. a... We have a Amazon wish list. It's plastered all over our Facebook page, and it, you can also just search uh, Boss Hog Liberty in the profiles, and you'll see our logo pop up with a wish list. And as soon as you click the buy button, it'll send it to the studio. So it's a 
It's wonderful. Um, so if you could go on there and give us a little bit of help, there's stuff that we actually need for for the quality of this show. Mike Boyle says he's sorry about the rap part. You shouldn't be sorry, Mike. You're doing a great thing. We're happy, Liar! We're, we're happy to be here. Uh, You're not sorry. No, it's a that's a good thing. Mike and Mike and Scott and uh, and his group have done a phenomenal job flipping buildings and turning them around. And and, and honestly, ma- our rent's not. It's the not rent is not too damn high. It's very reasonable. Very reasonable. Uh, it's it's a great thing. Yeah, it is. And then uh, the other thing, if you are not uh, on the Patreon and you don't want to do the Amazon wish list, we also have a PayPal account, so you can just make a one-time donation. Search Boss Hoggle Liberty on PayPal, and it and will pop up, and you can just send us your money. All right. All of it. The you whole done? paycheck. Are you done with the commercial? <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. All right. Well, it would be fun. I know we've had uh, we've had a really good uh, live viewership here, and this, this podcast will do phenomenally. If you do mail a check-in to uh, to the Expo Center, somewhere on that check, just right on there that you heard on the Boss Hog Liberty so those guys know what kind of reach they got. And Kathy gets a little feedback for, hey, I did that podcast, and it raised this money. And how in the world did I get this check from this weird place? So people will know. Just put a little note in there that says, yeah, I heard on the Boss Hog Liberty, so people know. There's uh, a memo give her, line. Give her a little bit of traceability there. Yeah. Uh, Kathy, thank you very much for being here and all the volunteer effort you do. You're a huge part of the community, and I know you work tirelessly and you got a lot going on in your life, so we're, we're really happy to have you as a part of this. Um, Jerry Walden said that your gears never stop turning. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. She single-handedly uh, got 14th Street reopened. So her, 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 picketing, her picketing and protests got the job done. <laughs> um, okay, so the one thing we've worked on, and we, are, we have uh, received positive communication back uh, November 1st. We are going to host a debate here, uh, or a, a debate, or whatever. You pick the terminology that you like. All three candidates for the state Senate seat are going to be here. They've all agreed. So right. Dave Cravens, Mike Gaskell, and Greg Nolan will be here with Dakota and I, and we're going to have a conversation that will last 60 to 90 minutes, uh, and it will be available for everybody to watch. And we have got we get to elect a new state senator. Doug Eckerty is retiring, and uh, Henry County is going to have a, a, a new person, a new fellow representing us. Uh, it, the district includes... All of the northern part of the county. So from Middletown all the way across to Bluntsville and Mount Summit and uh, Springport, Sulphur Springs, all of those communities, Moreland, they are all in that district. And if you're a listener and you, you, you know, or if you're in the community, tune in and check that out because you've got an important vote coming up. Because one of them is going to be your state senator and they're going to serve you for the next four years or maybe 40. God only knows. So it's uh, it's big time, big time stuff. We've got uh, Janine Lee Lake, Tom Firkinoff. They've uh, they've been in, they've committed to sh- to the show. Uh, so you're going to have an episode reaching to them, uh, the represent, uh, potential representative uh, candidate, Greg Pence. We've invited him on. Uh, his folks have uh, have received the invitation. We've had a conversation. Uh, if you're a supporter of Greg's and you like this show, uh, you may let his people know that uh, maybe he ought to jump on here. There have also been conversations with Joe Donnelly's people. And maybe Joe Donnelly. Hey. Yeah. We're, we'll, we'll welcome on Mike Braun, uh, Joe Donnelly, Lucy Brenton. We've got, uh, we've got possibilities for all of them. So thank you guys for listening. It's fun. Uh, the way we grow the show is when you share, when you like, you subscribe, you go rate us on iTunes. Uh, we're on iTunes. We're on Indiana Talks. We're on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, I, I, iTunes, iHeartRadio, just anywhere podcasts are sold. You can stream us on YouTube. So all over the place. Check it out. We appreciate it. And uh, we're doing a show next week. Who's on next week? Have you got a confirmation? You got you going to break that story? <sighs> okay. So next week, yes, we have the... Are you ready for this? I'm ready. District 3 County Council, the start of our very, the very first episode in our candidate series. All right. So that'll be Jesse Riddle, Dakota Clark, and Peg Steffendel in that race. Yes. Well, one, Have you confirmed all of them yet? No. 
I have Dakota Clark and I have Jesse Riddle confirmed. So, yep. Peg, you can call in anytime and confirm. 7 o'clock mm-hmm. Thursday night. The microphone is ready for you. That's right. All right. We will see you all next week. Thank you for listening to the Boss Hog of Liberty, which is part of the We Are Libertarians network. I am Chris Spangle, and I am the founder of this network. And I invite you to listen to all of our shows, which you can find at wearelibertarians.com or by searching for these in your podcatcher. The flagship show is the We Are Libertarians podcast, where we apply libertarian principles to current events. The Brian Nichols Show is a conversation amongst Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, Independents, as they talk about what is happening in the news. And we have many other podcasts like The Chris Spangle Show, Upward, The Cost, Raw Audio Politics, Miranda's World, and Tad Talk, which is quite a ride. So check all of these out. Go to wearelibertarians.com and you can check out all of our great podcasts. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Get our other shows at wearelibertarians.com.